You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in South Bend, Indiana. A lot of people might know South Bend because of a little university called Notre Dame. We are here doing all sorts of fun things. We've been having a great football weekend. But one of the things that's really interesting about South Bend, they've really been kind of coming up on the foodie scene, a lot of organic things, a lot of farm-to-table things. So we're going to explore that whole side of South Bend on this week's show. Yeah, normally when you think of South Bend, you think of Notre Dame football, and we did do a whole episode on that. You can check that out, find it at travelbrigade.com. But when we got here, this is a college town, and like a lot of college towns, it's got a great food scene. We're in the Midwest, and we're in the middle of all these farms, and there's a lot of great produce and livestock to uh, import into South Bend and enjoy in their restaurants. So one of the things that's been great when we've been here for this football weekend is we've been finding all sorts of great places to eat, Besides the tailgate. That's right. Tailgating is mandatory when you come here to Notre Dame, except for, you know, you're going to come for more than just one day to go to the game. You're going to come for the weekend. And so there's definitely some places that you want to check out. There's some great things to do while you're downtown. And also there's a really big kind of up and coming brewery scene here as well. Yeah, we've been amazed at how many breweries there are here in the area. And so we're going to be looking at all of that today. We're going to start by talking with Kurt Janowski, and he is at Rocky River Tap and Table and also some other restaurants here. He's going to give us an overview of the whole food scene and then also tell us about Rocky River. Next up, we're going to talk to some great gentlemen at LaSalle. LaSalle was an amazing dinner. I still can taste it. It's delicious. We started with scallops, risotto, ribeye, duck. I can't even begin to tell you. Everything fresh menu changes daily. So we will talk to LaSalle as well. We're also going to be talking with South Bend Brew Works. That's a local brewer with a really fun shop in the downtown area. And finally, we were really lucky enough to catch up with Murph, who is a Notre Dame institution. Been there 46 seasons. That's how they measure things in Notre Dame. And he's been at Roars, which is a, uh, a bar and restaurant there on campus. Yeah, that's at the Morris Inn. And of course, like you said, a lot of people do come here for the university. We don't want that to be the only reason you come because there's a lot of other great things to do, especially like I said, the dining and the food scene. But while you're on campus, the Morrison, stopping at Roars is a great option as well. Before we get to all of that, we've still got to do hot topics and travel. We'll have that coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We will be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. We are here in South Bend hanging out and checking out the local food scene here. It's definitely one of the new kind of foodie areas that are outside the campus of Notre Dame. We've been here for a wonderful football weekend, and we also are checking out all of the breweries and restaurants that are in town and some really fun things to do while we're here. Before we get to all of that, we first need to do hot topics in travel, and I'm going to tell you about yet one more way that travel is making the world a better place. Travel always makes the world a better place. 
Now, I found this at travelpults.com. It's a fun place to go to get articles that are always going up about travel and the travel industry in general. This one is about how travel helps increase prosperity in former war zones. The head of the UN's World Tourism Organization. By the way, how do we get a job with that group? Hey, let's check it out. That would be a great job to have. He was speaking recently at the World Travel Market in London, and he talked about how a lot of these places, once they get through a war, one way to maintain the peace and help people find prosperity again is through tourism. He gave examples such as Rwanda, Croatia, Sri Lanka, and Northern Ireland. I was just going to say, I went to Belfast a couple of years after they settled the troubles, or at least anticipated settling the troubles. It was fascinating. Yeah, and you know, it's a great way for people to kind of get back on their feet and to show the world, hey, we're here and, and uh, we're open for business. That's a good point. Like I said, that's one of the, I've had a lot of travels in Europe, but that was certainly one of the ones that sticks out as one of the most memorable. We've got a lot of food, dining, and beverages that we need to get to here in South Bend. We're going to start with Kurt Janowski, and he owns some restaurants here in South Bend. We happen to catch up with him at Rocky River Tap and Table, which was a great place. Absolutely. I, I just still remember the salad and how great it was, and I ordered a, a chicken pot pie that astonished me in the size, and uh, the salad, and, and you know me, I'm not a big salad person. You are not. I usually get at least half your salad. Uh, yeah. left over and this was not the case. No, it was really good and I remember being able to taste everything in it. It was really, really good. So that'll be up next. We will be right back. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter at Travel Brigade and you can check out our hot sheet of all the places we've been on this show and others at TravelBrigade.com. We'll be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you gotta eat. Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in South Bend. And, of course, you know, every time we do an episode, especially if they have a good culinary scene, we want to find out a little bit about that and also check out some of the local dining establishments. you got to eat. When you come to the South Bend, Mishawaka area, and we're in Mishawaka right now, one of the places you got to try is Rocky River Tap and Table. We are talking with the owner, Kurt Janowski, and he's got more than one restaurant in this area, and he's also someone who's sort of seen this restaurant scene, the dining and brew scene and things like that grow in the past few years. Kurt, tell us about how this area has sort of changed in the past few years and what's kind of happened in the dining scene. Well, I think the biggest change is the uh, is the influx of more local restaurateurs opening independent restaurants. Uh, they're a little bit more nimble, a little easier to and quicker to respond to what the uh, guests want, to what our, uh, uh, what our patrons are looking for than maybe the chains that, you know, it's kind of like turning a cruise ship for them to change focus. So we've got a bunch of really good restaurateurs around that are uh, that have, uh, you know, one or more units and more of our customers are going to those places. And I think that's what's changed, uh, changed the most in our market. And you also, you know, locally sourcing things here in this area, I would imagine just a lot of local things you can get. I mean, this is one of the farming areas and things like that, you know, in the in the country. Sure, we're in the breadbasket, and especially in the summer months and uh, in early fall, there's an awful lot of things that we can get locally, and there's a lot of produce. And then as far as protein, you know, can't think of Indiana without thinking of duck and pork and uh, chicken. So those protein items are really plentiful to a lesser extent, beef and uh, lamb. And not a lot of uh, ocean uh, waterfronts here, but uh, uh, we do from nearby get like Lake Purge and trout that come uh, from the nearby lakes. So so we're, we've been fortunate. We've found... Uh, 
we created some great relationships with uh, with uh, area growers and and other producers and uh, and as much as we can. And, you know, it's impossible to do as much as we'd like to, especially in the winter months when we're kind of uh, gets a little chilly over here and not a lot of stuff <laughs> growing. But we've got farmer friends who have greenhouses and they can supply us with stuff. You know, ten months a year maybe. We actually had perch tacos uh, when we were out here in this kind of general area. I have a recommendation. Jeff and I talked about this. We were driving around Indiana over the summer and there's so many cornfields. We decided why isn't there just a roaster on the side of the street where we can pull over and have our fresh roasted corn? Can you can you work on that for us? Yeah, we'll get that started right away. You know, we'll try to find a way to put corn into as many things as we can, but it does get maybe a little bit monotonous. And so, and as uh, the other thing we're trying to balance too is with uh, local sourcing is uh, healthy eating. And what happens is that, you know, you think and you feel like those two should go really well together. But some of the stuff like corn that is uh, local, real local, isn't on everybody's top of the menu for, for healthy eating. So we're, we try to balance that. You know, you want to offer it, but maybe not have it on everything. I've noticed here at Rocky River, there's a lot of choices with beers and wines, and the the scene has sort of grown in that area. There's local brewers and things like that, a lot of different options available. We're really fortunate. There's not very many places in the country where within, say, 50 miles, there are better craft beer available. It's uh, We've got, if you go to the outside of that range, you've got three Floyds in, uh, in Munster, which was uh, world's best, I think, three of five years by Beer Advocate. Closer to home, we've got great great local breweries opening up, Yakida and Elkhart and Crooked U in South Bend, Evil Check here in Mishawaka and Culver. We, we've we just been really fortunate. Uh, Greenbush not too far from here, Burnham in Michigan City. There's just so many great beers available. Every style, every flavor profile, you know, all these operators are just so nice to work with too. I know I've, I've yet to meet a local brewer who isn't a great guy or, or, or girl. You know, they're just, they're just really nice people to work with and they're passionate about what they do and, and the product great. Of course they're in a good mood. They're drinking beer. I mean, let's let's be honest. It's wake up in the morning, start tasting your beer. Of course you're in a good mood. Stay tuned. We'll be back. We're going to be talking more about some of the actual restaurants here in town. You can check this out on our hot sheet at TravelBrigade.com and you can also follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Of course, we're here in South Bend, and of course, we stepped off the Notre Dame campus so that we can eat around town, and we are here uh, checking out some of the food and drink here in South Bend area. We're in South Bend, and also it's next-door neighbor, Mishawaka, and we're at Rocky River Tap and Table, and we're here with the owner, Kurt Janowski. Tell us about what, I know this is a farm-to-fork kind of restaurant, and I'm seeing all sorts of great craft brews available. Tell us about kind of the philosophy behind this restaurant. Well, we uh, we started about uh, 16 months ago with a, a focus on sourcing as much of what we sell locally as we can, and then kind of augmenting that with as much organic as we can, and trying to balance those two uh, and be a more sustainable restaurant and hopefully uh, support our local farmer friends and, and other vendors. Uh, that's been successful. It's been well received. Uh, that's harder to do in the winter, but in the you know at least six eight months of the year, we're able to accomplish that goal. Tell us a little bit about some of the menu items that stand out. Here. 
I should have a menu in front of me then. Well, uh, so some of the things that are really popular are like our uh, bacon jam. We, uh, we take uh, bacon that we get from Indiana and uh, cure that ourselves and uh, kind of uh, sweeten that up and serve it over uh, a melted brie cheese and serve it with local bread. And it's uh, just a really tasty little dish. We do a smoked duck nachos. Indiana's, I think, the largest duck producer in the, in the country. So and there's two large uh, producers very close to us. Uh, and so we uh, we get smoked duck breasts and make a nachos dish out of that. That's very popular. And then a lot of uh, the burgers, you know, it's just like anywhere else. People like their burgers. So we do a traditional burger that we use. Uh, we grind prime rib and then another one with uh, bison. The bison burger is a big seller also. And then you also uh, own some other restaurants downtown. So you kind of have your hands in some different places. Tell us a little bit about some of those. Well, we have Cafe Navarre, which is about four years old in downtown South Bend, and that's been a really popular uh, eatery, uh, a little more upscale. It's in a uh, 100-year-old converted bank building, so we repurposed an old building that was really in disrepair, uh, and the, and the, uh, the group that uh, renovated that building did an outstanding job and, and were kind enough to let us uh, put a restaurant in there, and that's been really good. It focuses on fresh fish, slow-braised meats. Uh, we do some Italian, some Spanish, and some uh, French kind of food. So uh, approachable. We also have Aurorks, which is an Irish pub across the street from campus. So that's really popular, especially this time of year. We've got a whiskey bar that we started a couple years ago that's been really popular with about 200, 220 selections of whiskey. So that's been really, really popular. And that's in another old converted building. So we've uh, we've got different places at different price points and different platforms. And we just love doing business here in South Bend. And so tell us, uh, you know, we are uh, here for game weekend and I know that we're eating and going to the game and doing all that, but tell us uh, what's different about game weekend when it comes to, you know, trying like O'Rourke's or something like that. What kind of the feel do you get? Well, uh, it, it makes it nice that we've got these different places in these different locations at different platforms because O'Rourke's or Christ will be crazy from uh, maybe Thursday night when we do the Brian Kelly show, uh, the radio show there, to uh, Sunday when people start to leave town. It'll just be nuts. Lots of people. It's a fun atmosphere. A lot going on. As you get further away from campus, you don't see that quite as much. Uh, Friday, tonight, it'll be uh, really busy at all the restaurants. You know, a lot of people in town and good atmosphere. You know, go Irish. We're ranked number four right now, so that's great. And then game day during, you know, people tailgate. People are out on campus and they're having fun, and so that area will be really concentrated, but maybe downtown not so much. So until the game lets out, which might not be till 7 o'clock with a 3.30 kick, uh, it'll be a little quiet. And then 7 o'clock, 7.30, people start finding their way into the restaurants, and by 8, 8.30, it'll be a zoo everywhere. So it's just a little shorter time period than it used to be when the early kickoffs. But we love it. South Bend really gets behind our Irish. And uh, no matter what business you're in, uh, we kind of follow Notre Dame football, and and they they greatly affect uh, the business environment in town. Great. We will be having uh, links to all of the restaurants on our hot sheet for today's show. On the bacon jam, you had you had me a bacon. There's not a thing I can think of, not any food I can think of that doesn't get better when you add bacon. So I'm, I'm anxious to try that. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with Jeff Griffin here at Notre Dame area. We are here in South Bend, Indiana, hanging out at the campus and, of course, checking out all there is to do with dining here in South Bend. You know, we went to one thing, speaking of Notre Dame, we went to the the game over the weekend. And there is one place that everyone said that we had to go pre or post game, and that was at Rocco's. Yeah, it's amazing. Pre or post game, you get there, there's a huge line. Everybody in there is wearing Notre Dame gear because they're going to the game or they've been to the game. So it's a fun atmosphere just from that whole standpoint. But once you get in there, I mean, the food is worth, no matter who you want to cheer for in football, you want to go hit Rocco's when you're in South Bend because the food is wonderful Italian food classic pasta, classic pizza done right. Yeah, and I noticed there's a picture of Regis Philbin there. He's a Notre Dame alum, and apparently that's his favorite place to go whenever he's back in town. I'm not a Notre Dame alum, but that would be my favorite place to go back in town if I was in the mood for lasagna or pizza. Yeah, the lasagna was really good. The pasta itself in the lasagna tasted like it was really fresh and homemade, but that's what I noticed because I had heard that about Regis, but then when I went in and saw his picture, I kind of laughed because I was like, oh, this is, it's always fun to find that little place, and it's really not, it's not like right across the street from campus. You have to kind of go find it a little bit. It's almost more like in a neighborhood. Yeah, and this is just kind of on its own in a neighborhood. And, you know, we're talking about a lot of new up-and-coming places in this episode. This is a place that's been around, I believe, since 1951, and it's definitely one of those run by the family through the years. People come there and then bring their kids, and then those kids bring their kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, not only that, but I noticed there's sort of like, uh, because people are waiting for tables and such, sort of like their own little uh, tailgating experience right there outside of the restaurant. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a classic game day experience that you need to check out. Speaking of places that have been around for a while and have a really good reputation here in South Bend is another place called LaSalle Grill. That place was absolutely amazing. Yeah, they're going on 25 years. It's a really interesting story. Two guys who go way back, Andrew Galloway and T.C. Cephas, they started this restaurant together in 1991. And okay, to have any restaurant run for 25 years is, is an amazing thing in and of itself. But along the way, they've picked up 19 AAA Four Diamond Award winners. That's an impressive stat. And we actually did this interview before we ate there in the evening. And so we were there because, of course, they didn't have time to take time to interview with us during the rush. So we came in before dinner and they were like folding menus. And I said, oh, is that your seasonal menu? And they were like, no, it's tonight's menu. So they do a new menu every night. And we were lucky enough to like literally have people handpick out the best of the best on the things. And so Jeff and I all kind of we ordered different things so we could kind of taste different stuff. And we had the duck. It was amazing. The Mexican street corn, which you'll hear about a little bit in the interview coming up. We had a ribeye. We had the scallops. We had an amazing butternut squash risotto with with some fall seasonings in it. It was just absolutely, everything was amazing. It was your classic great evening gourmet meal. You know, the the different courses and everything and just everything we ordered was done perfectly. Yeah, and I am always leery to order duck because I've had it not so great sometimes. There's a certain way you have to do duck and it was amazing. No question about it. We've also got an interview coming up with South Bend Brew Works, and this is a fun place that just started a couple of years ago, and it's part of a really growing craft brew scene here in this sort of this area of the Midwest, and it's a really fun place to visit. Uh, of course, you know, some great beers and everything like that, but also just a fun place to go hang out downtown. That coming up next. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. 
Well, welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with Jeff Griffin. We are here in South Bend, and of course, the show all about foodie in South Bend. We've been talking about breweries, restaurants, and all day, everyone's been asking us, where are you going for dinner tonight? And we've been telling people La Salle Grill, and the look on everyone's face when they say that, they all want to come with us. Yeah, they all are suddenly our best friend, and yeah, can they catch a ride with us over there tonight and maybe, you know, just get a nap, even just get a nap or dessert with us, and it, it would be totally worth the trip. Yeah, they're like, can we just add a few more on the reservation for dinner? Yeah. Now, when we came here to South Bend, there were a few stats I knew that I wanted to get in my head. Notre Dame's won 11 national championships. They've had seven Heisman Trophy winners. But I just found out even more impressive stat. LaSalle Grill has 19 times gotten the AAA Four Diamond Award. 19. That's a one and a nine. We've been to a bunch of places where if they get one or two, that's like they're bragging about it. These guys have done it 19 times. And that's almost kind of embarrassing for Notre Dame down the street, don't you think? <laughs> they've, they've only won it 11 times. These guys have done it 19. We are here talking with Andrew Galloway and T.C. Cephas. Tell us what keeps up that incredible streak. Part of it is just commitment and passion to our guests and the people that come here on a regular basis and just being a part of this community, being an institution in this community, I think, um, and just wanting to be the best day in and day out, you know, giving it your all. So I think that's from my standpoint and the service standpoint that that's what we're trying to do. Tell us a little bit about the concept of LaSalle here. I mean, what can people expect when they come here? Um, they can expect, you know, have great service, great food, attention to detail, and, you know, just the atmosphere. People love to come here, and they can always count on having a great time. Now, knowing that this is, you know, sort of the Midwest area, a lot of locally sourced things, tell us some of the things, the menu changes on a, a regular basis almost every night. What are some of those things that people, the highlights that have been on the menus or the things that people just can't let go if you ever try and take them off? Well, it would probably have to be our signature cut filet mignon for one thing. Uh, we try to do it uh, several different ways, even slice it, but people like to have it a certain way. It's a seven ounces right now, top of the tobacco onions, a little bit of a really nice Jim Bean bourbon butter on top of that. Uh, it's an outstanding steak. You can't get rid of that. You can't get rid of our salmon as well. We have a salmon from Fair Isle. Um, it's outstanding, really nice, pink, sustainable fish. So that's one of our, our mainstays. Appetizer-wise, I would have to say our pan-seared sea scallops and our brie cheese on croute. I'm already waiting for dinner. I can't. When I come to a good restaurant, especially when it's kind of a, a steakhouse, and I'm a side person. I like my steak or whatever my meat is, but I, I want like five sides. Tell me tell me the sides. I mean, people always have to have their sides. What are some of the sides that kind of stick out that people always want to have when they come? Um, well, we have you know, gorgonzola mac and cheese, which is very, very good. It's kind of dangerous. It's so good. Um, we have a lobster mac and cheese. We have mushrooms, you know, um, several different things we have. But people, you get green beans with your steaks, so that's one thing that worry about. And the tobacco onions that TC mentioned earlier are one of our signature things. Another key thing about the entrees is that we use a wood, hardwood grill, and that wood flavor goes to the meat and stuff. It's just incredible flavor with it. So We have this really outstanding, it's called Mexican street corn. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. was in one night before his performance next door, the Morris Performance uh, Performing Arts Center, and, and had this Mexican street corner. Got it on stage the next day and just raved about it. Now, this corn that's right off the cob, it's in a crock pot. It's mixed together a little bit of a Parmesan cheese, mayonnaise, sour cream, a little garlic, cilantro, roasted in the oven, and at the very end, before it's served, they hit it with a little bit of lime juice and, uh, and a little bit of chili powder. So you cannot beat this. That's makes the street corner is outstanding. Hey, if it's good for Harry Connick Jr., it's it's good for me. And he, <laughs> it sounds like from people that were telling us today, that's like this is the go-to spot when you come into South Bend. 
I would think so. I mean, we've been around, uh, like I said, we have the 19 uh, uh, awards, uh, been around for uh, nearly 25 years. Uh, we've been a part of South Bend and started this in, in the downtown South Bend. We're like one of the first, in the, especially with regards to fine dining, to start this out. So it has to be one of the places to, to be. You know, we're an institution here. We, we know that. So it's a great place to come and celebrate. It's a great place to, uh, you know, if you're just coming in to celebrate and, and, and the win for Notre Dame or and, and other teams come here as well. We've had people from Texas come in for that first game, and they just stood up and did their own Texas chant here. So they kind of took ownership of the restaurant for that day. But, of course, the score was a different thing. But, but you know, people come here. They want to be a part of it. They want to have the independent restaurants and not really the chains. They want the, a place that's been a part of uh, South Bend uh, for a while. And, and this this is the quintessential place to say that, to have that. Speaking of what you mentioned, the theaters, tell me a little bit about this kind of general area downtown. It seems like there's doing a lot of revitalization and all of that as we're going around the, the neighborhood here. You mentioned theater. Um, we have the Morris Performing Arts Center, which is one of the best theaters there is in the country now, I guess. Um, they rebottled that a few years ago. They put a lot of time and money into it, and it's a beautiful facility. And whenever there's a show next door, we get a lot of patrons from there before and after the show. Um, as you mentioned earlier, Harry Kind of Jr. been here. Many others, fans, people um, in town, they come here before the show or in for a game or whatever. So we get a lot of the business um, before and after the performances at the theater. The South End Civic Theater, which is down the street also, which is also a very nice facility also. Great. Tell us a little bit about where people can make reservations, check out the menu, see your website. Where can they do that? Uh, well, they can go on to our, our website, LaSalleGrill.com. We also have LaSalle Kitchen Tavern, which is on the third floor, which is a, our gastropub. It's on the third floor. Uh, so they can check it out. This is a more casual atmosphere. Uh, they can get some of the same menu items uh, from down here upstairs. But that's a great place as well. But just keep that in mind. So you have the fine dining restaurant on the first floor. You have the gastropub on the uh, on the third floor. LaSalleGrill.com or LaSalle Kitchen tavern.com. Perfect. We will have more on this episode coming up. We will be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with Jeff Griffin. Again, going around South Bend, doing a foodie show, foodie episode here, learning um, about the brewery scene that's here in town. We are here at the South Bend Brew Works, enjoying a little sitting here in the cafe or looking at the brewery. It's quite eclectic. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's it's really interesting place. And Drew Elegante, who is the owner here, tell us a little bit about how you started this place, how long it's been around, and what it's known for. Sure. All right. Thank you for uh, thanks for coming out. I am Drew Elegante, the owner of South Bend Brewworks. This has been an idea that has been in the works as we say, for three years now at this point. So I got involved with a business plan competition in 2012 when I was graduating from Notre Dame's MBA program. That business plan competition was oriented around the historic State Theater here in downtown South Bend. And so I spent my summer in uh, actually in Haiti doing a business plan boot camp, but also writing a 90-page business plan for the theater uh, that sought to make use of all of the varied spaces. So the theater is an old multi-use historic building. It has retail shops. It has office space 
and then of course it has a, a theater venue space. So part of that was the idea that we would want to create a community hub with the theater. And so we looked at businesses that sort of reflected that and would enable us to succeed with that model. And one of the things we saw was uh, sort of a brew pub or a public house and it's a craft brewing was in a really boom. It had started in 2008, growing at 20% per year. It was one of the few industries that grew during the recession. So when we looked at it as a business, from a business model perspective, it made sense to have this business that was popular all over the country, but was really missing here in South Bend. It was a business that we could start off uh, kind of in a small, smaller space, a little bit of a proof of concept. You know, you can look around the room in here. It's not gigantic. We have about 50 seats, so it's kind of manageable from that perspective. The investment required was uh, on the order of fifty to 100000 as opposed to a million dollars as it might be with the theater. So that's kind of where it came from and the idea that this, this space could be communal, a place for people to come together over quality beer, over quality food, a place that they could come. It looks a little bit different than other places in South Bend. might be something you'd see more often in Portland or Chicago or Brooklyn. Uh, have them come in and say, wow, this is South Bend. Get excited about it, have a great experience, and then leave here sort of as, as ambassadors for the city. We get a lot of people who visit. You guys people coming for Notre Dame games, different conferences, we're a regional hub, and we just really wanted to create a place that set itself apart, uh, was uniquely South Bend, and that uh, made people want to come back to South Bend. Now, speaking of which, tell us a little bit about just the brewery scene. It seems like that's sort of been um, expanding here in the area. There's there's quite a few options here. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So, uh, brewing in South Bend has a long history, dating back to the 1850s with the Cayman Musil Brewery over in Mishawaka, Drury's Brewery that was in South Bend. These were large commercial, what we would call today macro American breweries. There's also a South Bend Brewing Association that produced a Hoosier and a Tiger beer. So there's a long history here uh, that was vibrant up until the 70s when a lot of those macro facilities closed down. There was a lot of consolidation in the industry. There were some attempts, uh, fits and spurts, of opening other breweries during the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. But what has happened today is a lot more of these sustainable breweries. So in this area, the first brewery that popped up that has really kept going was Bare Hands. It's up in Granger. Uh, it was a home brewer who was able to use his father's uh, commercial space to start brewing on a small scale. It's actually basically the same system we use here at Brewworks. So they were sort of the prototype model for what we're doing. The Evil Check is another brewery that's open in Mishawaka. So the same region. They opened up, I believe, two years ago and have had great success and some expansion. That was actually in a former brewery space. That was the Mishawaka Brew Co., which closed in the early mid-2000s. And then we opened, and then now we also have Evil Check Brewery, which opened in a formal VFW spot just this past summer. And then regionally, if we go out to Elkhart, Yakidao is also one of the older brewing companies. They opened about the same time as Bare Hands. They've seen a lot of success in downtown Elkhart. And then just this past uh, spring-summer, the Goshen Brewing Company over in Goshen, Indiana, opened up. So there's a lot happening, a lot of energy. You know, it's really nice that this is such a collaborative industry. So people seeking to help each other, they just want to create great beer. So we've had a lot of luck getting mentorship from Yakida, from Bare Hands, starting to collaborate on maybe doing some beers together with some of the other breweries. So yeah, it's, it's definitely growing and booming. I think there are more plans, more ideas that people want to have. Additional breweries, we would definitely like to open a couple more locations. I kind of like to do things in threes. So here we have three community partners. We have three artists 
featured on the walls. And I would like to, you know, really be a part of the revitalization happening here in South Bend. So not only just here down in, in downtown, but also along Western Avenue and Lincoln Way West out towards the airport as the city looks towards those areas to uh, continue this sort of renaissance that's happening here in South Bend. Tell me your favorite uh, year-round local beer and seasonal. Man, that's a tough one. I, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to play a little bit favoritist because uh, here at the Brewers, we have a beer called Mr. Elegante. So that's named after me. It's a smoked porter and it's my favorite style of beer. So the inspiration for it comes from German Rauch style or smoked style beers. Uh, most beers originally in Europe were smoked because when they dried the grains out, they did it over wood fire. And so that imparted a smoky flavor to the grains. That's probably my favorite beer locally. Um, also, if I you know look at other breweries, I would say that up at Bare Hands, they have a number of really good IPAs, but their 574 Pale Ale is probably my favorite. Seasonally, you know, things change and shift so much. Um, there is a breakfast cookies beer out at Yakida that's amazing. We did a really nice pumpkin ale. Uh, Bare Hands has done some fun things with peanut butter, like a peanut butter stout. Uh, so it's hard for me to pick just one favorite seasonal. The, the great thing is that variety, you know, it, it, it just keeps changing. So sounds like there there might be some room for some places to do some beer tasting in town and go around, maybe do some beer hopping while we're here. I'm just noticing we could try a lot of different beers here because you do have beer flights that I see are served on the sides of little desks like you had in school. I would have paid more attention in school. Well, maybe less attention in school if I had had one of these desks. Tell us about this and tell us about, you know, how many beers do you typically have on tap here? Sure. So we, we offer on tap all of our own house-brewed beers. We have 10 taps. One of them we've set aside for ciders. So for the people that are gluten-free or just don't like beer, that's that's why we have that option. But the other nine taps are filled with our beers. We try to keep five on hand at all times. Those are sort of our house beers uh, that we produce on a regular basis and get really good consistency and quality out of. And then we have four taps that we rotate, depending on the season, depending on special events. So for example, last week it was International Stout Day, so we had four stouts on tap. When you come in, you can sample as many as you like and get a pint you can get a flight we do flights of we can do all 10 you can just do one it's really up to you some breweries have a you can only get six but we like to do all of them we serve them on a old desk arm as you said so a lot of the things that you'll find in the brew works were adaptively repurposed from somewhere else the chairs that we use here are from the old saint joe high school which is up by notre dame they were part of father bly's old testament class father bly was a traditionalist and for 60 years resisted the change over to new desk style so he had still the desk that bolted to the floor and had the arm built in and were probably a little bit uncomfortable at that point but we we repurposed them and we took the arms off because it makes it really hard to get close up to the table as you're eating and when we took them off we thought man it's just we don't want to waste these these are a great resource we hate to throw them away and so inspired by actually the evil check brewers tap boards we we decided to just bore we just uh, drilled out holes using a hole saw and we had these juice glasses that had been given to us by someone and they just nestle perfectly right inside those those holes so the arms uh, the desk arms actually have eight spots in them so people get 10 so we have a couple floating on top but yeah you're welcome to come in and sample any or all of those and so people come in they get all 10 that's actually quite a bit of beer that's about 50 ounces so you got to take it slowly it's a great thing to share totally shareable between two people awesome we will be uh, adding information on our hot sheet for today's show of all the places that we've been in interviews you can check that out at travel brigade we will be right back you're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. 
Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We've been telling you about a lot of fun restaurants and places to go here in South Bend. If you need contact information for any of those or want to find out more about them, please go to our hot sheet for today's show at TravelBrigade.com, and we'll have links to all of these places we're talking about. One fun thing that we got to experience here that somebody pointed out to us is something called a Chocolate Charlie, and it's made by a local company called Clay's, and what they do is they take peanuts and marshmallow and then just sort of pour melted chocolate all over it. Well, the funny thing is when we had this box of Chocolate Charlie, Jeff had thought that maybe it had melted. And I was like, I don't think so. Because he's very used to his chocolate being a certain, like, you know, if it's in a Reese's peanut butter cup, it's got to be like you unwrap it and it's a certain size. So the best thing is we learned all you do is just sort of dig in. It's this big box. Yeah. Chunky peanuts and marshmallow and lots of really good chocolate and original to South Bend. Yeah. I recommend you using a fork, although you can just kind of break it out with your hands. It's not neat and tidy, but that's the beauty of it. And we did do a separate episode on our game weekend experience at Notre Dame, and you can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. But we also found a couple of fun restaurants that are there on campus. There's one called Legends Cafe that is right in the shadow, in the very shadow of Notre Dame Stadium. That's a place you can go when you're on campus. There's also a place called Soren at the Morris in, which is right in the heart of campus. Soren's is more of an upscale dining place. And there's also a bar and restaurant in that place called Roars. And that is a big game day hangout. And not only is the food great, they had an amazing Bloody Mary that just sampled with a big piece of bacon, of course, his favorite. What was really fun is the environment there at the Morrison on game day. People coming in and out, people going to the game, people going to the restaurants. It's just the hustle and bustle. It's definitely worth your stop. Whether or not you have tickets for the game, just being on campus during game weekend is amazing. It's amazing all the things that get made better when you add bacon. And now I know that you can add to that list a Bloody Mary. One of the attractions of going to Moore's is meeting a guy named Murph, who has been there for 46 seasons. They measure time at Notre Dame in terms of football seasons. He's a uh, local treasure who has even has a burger named after him. Coming up, we've got an interview with him where he'll tell us more about Roars. Again, you can check out all this information on the hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. You can also follow us at Twitter, at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We're here on the Notre Dame campus. This uh, episode, of course, we've been eating and drinking all around South Bend. And one of the places in South Bend that you have to come while you're here is the Notre Dame campus. Yeah, there's a lot of options here right on campus, and one of them is Roars. It's right here in the Morris Inn, which is right on campus, and we're lucky enough today to be talking with Patrick Murphy, but if you ask anybody around here, he's known as Murph. This is kind of one of my goals in life. I want to have a burger named after me because you would have to be somewhere for a long time and be incredibly beloved to get a burger named after you. Murph, tell us what is on the Murph Burger. Well, the Murph Burger is a big burger. It's a half pound. It uh, has the mushrooms. It has two t- two kind of cheeses, Swiss and cheddar. It has uh, caramelized onions. It has uh, lettuce, tomato. So it's a big burger, and it's very popular. Uh, it's one of the number one selling items on the menu, especially during football. So tell us a little bit about the difference. You've got uh, Roars and, and Sorens. Tell us a little bit about those here at the Morrison. 
Uh, Roars is a gathering place in the morning and afternoon and for weddings. Um, we have a special uh, uh, on Bloody Marys in the morning. We had a contest and there was about 20 people that entered and uh, Amanda came up with the winning recipe. So it's very popular. It has bacon, it has uh, celery, it has olives, it has anything you can throw in. We put in the Bloody Mary. As far as we also have a, at five o'clock, we have on Friday, we have the bagpiper show up and he plays the fight song and there's different gatherings like that. And then you also have um, the restaurant Soren's. I mean, that's for more of a fine dining option. Uh, Soren's has uh, been a restaurant since 1952. The room overlooks the patio with the fireside terrace. It's a beautiful dining. Uh, we have a chef that Patrick uh, that came in from Germany, and uh, we have Phil, who is an expert, and uh, it's very, very well done. So if you're here, we happen to be here on uh, game day weekend and notice people coming in to get a pint before the game. It seems like a big gathering place here. Yeah, on uh, on the Texas Southern Cal and even a day like today, it's a little chilly. So people are pouring in there. Uh, we'll be filled up right till game time. And then you'll see people leave. But then a new crowd comes in and watches the games. So the bar fills up again. And we all sit in there and watch. Well, we don't. But we watch the game as the, the day progresses. This is your 46th season here. And uh, any particular Saturdays that stand out for you? Yeah, I think uh, 88, the Miami championship game, uh, 93, Florida State. 92 was the snow bowl against Penn State. And it was so cold and snowing that everybody came in the bar and they were sitting on the floor. And it was just as if the game was right there in the living room. Another one was uh, in 1980 when we played Michigan. Uh, Harry Oliver kicked a 53-yard field goal, I believe, with no time left. But at that time, it was a hot uh, September 20th, a hot evening. The crowd, we had the doors open and you heard the crowd kick. And with a 15-second TV delay, we knew before the rest of the world that Harry had made the kick. So, Great memories. Again, we will have information on our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. You could also follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We've been here in South Bend, Indiana, home to a certain Notre Dame football team, but also home to a number of great restaurants, fun breweries, fun places to go around town, and we've been hitting all of them, telling you all about them on this show. One thing you might want to check out is visitsouthbend.com. They've got links to all these restaurants. You can also check out our hot sheet at travelbrigade.com. We've got links to them as well. We've come to that point in the show where we unfortunately have to leave, so it's time to do He Said, She Said, where we pick our three favorites from the episode. As always, She Said goes first. This is really hard. We've had a really great time eating and drinking our way through South Bend, enjoying the views, enjoying the campus. 
speaking of the campus, I'm going to go with my first one is drinks at Roars. Now, the drink menu is pretty fun. We also had a great little appetizer there and all of that. The environment is what is so fun. It is just great to be there on campus, especially during game weekend. But it, just the hustle and bustle and the people watching was super fun. So that would be definitely something you would want to put on your list, drinks at Roars. My number three was the Chocolate Charlie. Part of the fun of a food is its texture and just the overall experience of eating it. And eating a Chocolate Charlie is unlike eating any other chocolate bar you've ever had. It's, it's immersive, to say the least. And Jeff had to get over his, you know, comfort zone of pulling out the fork and knife or having it unwrapped. And by the time he took a few bites of that Chocolate Charlie, he just pretty much started breaking pieces off, just digging in and going for it. So good job, Jeff. Use two hands, whether you're holding a football or a chocolate Charlie, use two hands. Excellent advice. Um, my second one was Rocky River. And the reason that it's it's a brew house, and I think the reason that I found it really interesting is because I thought the food, how do I say this without sanding? A lot of times you go to brew pubs. The food's kind of the same. You got your wings, you got your burgers, you got your fries, but they all kind of have the same sort of flair to them. You really go for the beers and not for the food. And what was really interesting about this, the food was amazing and fresh. We started off with a bacon jam. Yes, a bacon jam. Did you hear that, Jeffrey? He wanted to pack some to go home. A bacon jam um, served with some melted brie cheese and toast points. The salad was amazing. I could taste the vegetables, like everything, the cucumbers, everything tasted so fresh and delicious. And then I had this amazing pot pie with organic chicken, homemade gravy, fresh vegetables. It was just all really, really good. And it just unexpected, I would just say for a brew of excellent food. So that would be my number two. Yeah, keeping in the theme of the football weekend, that chicken pot pie was about the size of a football. My number two was at South Bend Brew Works, and they did something I thought was really fun. A lot of stuff in their store, in their placement you go in there is things that have been repurposed from other areas. And so I guess uh, St. Joseph's High School, which was a Catholic high school there in the area, when they rebuilt it, they took out all the old desks. South Bend Brew Works took the chairs and used them as, nailed them to the floor and used them as chairs at their tables. But then they also did something really cool. They cut off the little side desk part and drilled holes in it, and they used that to do flights of beer. If you order a flight of beer, your waiter or waitress brings you out this little desk. It's a great way to study. Well, not only that, but that's also done in a really kind of a revitalized part of town. So that's kind of that they're up and coming. There's been some places that are being revitalized. There's like a whole plan for that area. So that's kind of a fun little part about that as well. Well, my number one, it's going to shock you, LaSalle Girl. Everything was amazing. And I am, if Jeff can tell you, (laughs) am I a picky eater? You're a very picky eater. And if things aren't just right, it can ruin your evening. I'm I'm like a send it back. We paid for this, you know, like if we order, like it's not cooked right, send it back. I'm kind of like that. And LaSalle Grill, nothing got sent back. Everything got eaten up just as quickly as they could put it down. It was all so good. Yeah, it wasn't a send back. It was bring us more. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. You know, one of those, just one of those great places you have to experience. And it was really fun because I always love, well, first of all, like I said, the menu changes daily. So there's, you know, maybe some things that, you know, repeat on the menu, but there's always new things, always fresh things. First of all, I have have to say risotto is a hard thing. It's it's a tough nut to crack when you get a really good risotto. The risotto was so good. I loved the fresh flavors and it. it was cooked to perfection. 
so were the scallops. The ribeye was perfect. They did this really fun Mexican corn, like a Mexican street corn, which was really good. And again, the duck. The duck is another one that I'm always leery to get because, you know, it either can be done really well or not. And a lot of times it's just the knot. And La Salle Grill is amazing. Everything from start to finish was absolutely amazing. Yeah, terrific place. One of those places where if you go to that town, you need to go there and check it out. Yeah, it has to be on your to-do list. Mine's also kind of a, on your to-do list, particularly for game day. If you're there on a Notre Dame game weekend, you got to go to Rocco's. And it's one of those family joints that's been around forever. It's Italian. It's every game day. There's people lined up before the game, after the game. You go in there, everybody's got Notre Dame stuff on. But to top it off, the tomato sauce on that lasagna that we had was just incredible. The pizza was incredible. Besides a great atmosphere, great Italian food. Now again, South Bend is, again, where the Notre Dame campuses, but a lot of people will come there for other reasons. Um, go to South Bend, travel from Chicago. It's about an hour from there, hour and a half. There's the Amish country that's only about 40 minutes away from there. So there's a lot of Michigan's not very far. So there's just like a lot of, it's in the middle of definitely a lot of crossroads. So a lot of people might be coming to the campus, but certainly you could do a whole little foodie trail just going to South Bend. Yeah, a lot of great places to visit, not just in South Bend, but in the general area. It's a large and growing brewery scene as well. So it's definitely worth checking out. Again, we'll have all that information on our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. You can also check out VisitSouthBend.com. You can check out things to do there, other things besides food and Notre Dame, some other items that they have, accommodations, and some other suggestions while you're there. You can check that out. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We will be back next week with another great destination. In the meantime, please remember there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, please join us next week. See you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.